It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 18th of January, my wife's birthday. We'll talk about the Jazz win in Sacramento last night. Donovan's explosion. He continues to elevate to wild, wild places. I promised Evan Fournier will get to it today, and we'll take your questions. It's a Facebook Live midday edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Jazz NBA Insider. So happy to be with you today. Bring you a little extra insight, expertise, behind-the-curtains look. Who knows what else about the Utah Jazz? Probably some geeky numbers. So thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We're Facebook Live today. Facebook Live brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group. Thank you to Rob and the crew out there for sponsoring today's show. Shamrock Auto Group is out in Pleasant Grove. They uh, work primarily actually exclusively with uh, nearly new cars. They believe they are different because their salespeople are helpful and nice. They have no pressure. Rob's comment to me is it's not a big deal if a customer doesn't buy from me. It's a big, big deal if we don't take care of their needs. Everyone at Shamrock will work hard to make sure they get you get that experience for you. And if you go look at their Google reviews, it shows pretty amazingly. 50% of their uh, customers are repeat customers, and actually a lot of their customers come from out of state because of the fact they've had experience with Shamrock finding them the specific cars. Uh, They're out in Pleasant Grove, as I mentioned, uh, 801-319-2250. That's 801-319-2250. They are, you know, generally kind of think about the... um, the good, like, big family assault vehicles out there, that's kind of what we're talking about. They can go get you great prices on those, better deals, and they will really do everything they can to make sure that you have this amazing experience. Out-the-door pricing, five minutes, test drive by yourself, buying experience in under out, full service, can-do financing, in-house extended warranties, value-driven Carfax on every car. Most of the cars are 6 to 12 months old, five to 20,000 miles, Suburbans, Yukons, big SUVs, you got it. Give Rob a call. He's Rob Taylor, not Rob Thomas. Hey, over at... Uh, Shamrock Auto Group, his phone number is 801-319-2250. That's 801-319-2250. He says he's available 24-7. You can decide if that's true. All right, let's get to the program. We got uh, Great to get a win. Uh, frankly, you've, Sacramento's bad, uh, but that was a matchup of the Jazz are 30th in the league uh, offensively for the last... 15 games. I mean, the Jazz in the first 30 games of the year, as we talked about yesterday, I think it was, hit 39% of their threes, and then suddenly it only hit 30, and last night finally hit 41 again. The offensive rating last night was a 131.9, so they won that game purely on offense. Defense was not particularly good last night, allowed Sacramento to shoot 62% from three and still won. Uh, I I thought, what I liked is the Jazz didn't start well and they got through it. That was kind of my concern uh, when we didn't start great, I, I thought, uh-oh. Uh, though I sold this game very much as two bad offenses, and it turned out it was two very good offenses. Our effective field goal percentage was 64%. Theirs was 62 So both teams 
played very, very good offensive games last night. Our three-point shooting defense is strange to me of why it has slipped so much. Maybe when Rudy comes back, uh, which is hopefully pretty soon here, is you'll see the guys not have to leave their man as much. That That's my hope. Um, because right now, what I, the Jazz are, I think, 28th maybe in the league in three-point shooting defense, which is weird. Um, that's not... That's not something that I would have thought was going to be a problem for us uh, this year. And, and, I can, and I'll show you coming up here in a little bit that when you have Rudy on the floor, that actually helps out. I'll, I'll get the latest numbers on it. I'm updating him right now of, of how different it is when Rudy's on the floor. That actually usually helps our three-point shooting defense because Rudy – two things. One is we're in less rotations because Rudy – uh, drops back on the pick and roll and just covers the paint. And so guys don't have to rotate as far out. With with Favors and Udo, we come up on the ball a little bit more, and then we're having a hard time getting back out to three-point shooters. Uh, so that's, that's uh, you know, probably, in fact, I've, I've got it pulled up here in a second. Um, someone just asked, how do you send me a message? How do you join the live broadcast? Isn't it as basic as just clicking on the link I send out? Um the so here's the numbers above the break three point shooting uh opponents are shooting 37% against uh us they were at 42 with gobert when he played but the three corner three point shooting is at 43% it's 25% overall it comes out about the same but i i feel like we're going to be better when rudy comes back uh Made some shots last night. Both teams made shots. So we always kind of look at that and we'll look at the hustle and then we'll talk about Donovan. Because we all want to just talk about Donovan because we should just talk about Donovan because it's so great. It's, uh, I've tried to hold back. I knew when I saw him in the workout. I knew when I saw him this summer. I knew and I kept trying to calm everyone down because I didn't want to put too much pressure on the kid and he just is blowing up. He's just doing so many things so well that there's no chance to keep it. Like, the the one that I just blows me away right now is on Donovan, and then I'll get back to this other stuff, is five games of 30 points. In the last 30 years, it's been done by Iverson, Blake Griffin, David Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal, and LeBron James. Like, those are all one number one picks. They all won Rookie of the Year. They're all going to the Hall of Fame. Like, I mean, he's just... Like, when it, the numbers used to have, like, O.J. Mayo and Tyreek Evans, and some of them still do it. I think that's fine. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want that. No, I mean, like, he can't. We can't expect him to be a Hall of Famer. He's played 40 games in the NBA. That's unfair. Um, but maybe. Uh, and, and what jumps out to me about what he did last night is that he um, – is that he didn't have? He doesn't have a three-point shot going. He doesn't have a three-point shot going at all right now, actually. And his off-the-bounce three-point shot's not very good at all. And he's still mustering this. We hit a lot of open looks last night. We went thirty of fifty-two on uncontested looks. Donovan went eight of twelve. Some of those are mid-range. Sacramento made a lot too. They only just they just didn't get as many. They had thirty-nine. So uh, really, last night was guys made a lot of shots, which is probably unusual. Sacramento's not very good defensively. Uh, Rubio had seven deflections last night. Joe Ingles had six. That's great. Favors contested 17 shots last night. Favors had four screen assists. Udo had five. 
pretty cool. Now let's just go back to Donovan. All right, we, we mentioned other guys. Let's go to Donovan. Just talk Donovan. 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 It's hard not to. Uh, 11 points in the first half. What jumps out to me watching him is I, I, I was at practice the other day. We played a lot of five-on-five, five, trying to get these guys going. Quinn did. And it was obvious he was the best player on the floor then in a practice. Then you go watch him against Sacramento, who's, you know, they're not great, but they're terrible, actually. Um, and within five minutes, it's clear he's the best player on the floor. We play the Knicks on Friday. I, I mean, Chris Depps is really good. I think Donovan will be the best player on the floor again. We play the Clippers on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see Lou Williams on fire, Blake Griffin. Maybe. And it does go a little bit back to that these guys, you know, you think about what we've seen with a bunch of these NBA guys coming up and talking to Donovan. I mean, they they see it, right? They see it really, really clearly. Um, and that's pretty cool. He's – and. It's all great because he's just terrific basketball player. And he plays with confidence, and he's getting better every night. I got to tell you, to me, there's something really, really enjoyable about what an incredible kid he is. He, he's just that nice a kid. Even just after last night, waiting by the baggage, where baggage comes off the plane, I'm standing next to him. You having fun yet, I said? He's, yep, just taking it day by day. Like, he's just trying to keep it together. He's just trying to keep it together. It's cool. Uh, I've talked about it a lot. I think his mom raised him to be great. I don't think this is surprising her at all. Um, I think she put him in an environment where he would be great like this. I think he's built to handle it. He's very bright. He's been very well schooled. He does all the things to make his teammates like him. He doesn't... I mean, talked to him the other day and He's like, it doesn't do me any good to talk about myself. It's a very incredibly insightful comment. Uh, hopefully he stays humble. It's really it's really cool. I thought the bullet pass to Rodney Hood in the corner was as good a play as some of the others. I mean, the dunk's awesome. I mean, the dunk was, was stupid. Uh, but I would say that the... The bullet pass to Rodney in the corner to me is a little bit more of the drive and give off to favors. Those are the plays that allow his teammates to still like him. You know, he's great and giving them the ball. I thought, I think there's something to it. We talked yesterday on the show about Hood and Donovan together. Uh, I, I will jump into that. I, I lied to you yesterday. Um, as well about Evan Fournier. I'm sure it'll come up in the questions. Um, I don't want to blow all of our guys today, but I thought we'd kind of start a series coming up in the next few days about players. Uh, I thought two other things last night that were really important in that, in specifically to the last night's game. Uh, Rodney and Joe Ingles got going a little bit. So Rodney ends up 4 of 9 from 3, 9 of 16, 25 points. Again, 8 rebounds, which I love his energy. Inferior team. But you've know, you got to have great days against inferior teams. If you don't, you're in trouble. And the Jazz had a, a fabulous game in that regard. Uh, and Joe Ingles took eight shots after not taking any. It was four of seven and just looked like he had his rhythm back a little bit. Donovan scored all of his – he scored 11 of his 14 field goals in the paint last night. 
Donovan started the year, couldn't finish at the rim, then added that. Then he wasn't finishing in the mid-range or in the paint area, non-restricted. Now he's added that. I mean, it's just silly. It's awesome. It's silly. It's terrific. I just... So fun to watch. I, 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 I still have this trepidation that it's unfair to him to just get too excited, but he is walking himself into elite category and elite comparisons that are pretty hard to muster. I do know some people who really know the game very, very well who think he's Allen Iverson. I mean, and the question moving forward for the Jazz here is going to be how do they, who do they build with around him? Like, what is the right player to have next to him? I mean, the great thing about what's going on here, and I, I'm sure maybe, you know, in private moments, Rodney Hood would quibble a little bit with this. I don't think so, actually, at this point. But every, you know, NBA players are unique in their self-confidence. Um, and that is, like, it's, it's pretty obvious, right? He's that good. Like, some of these other guys can come home and be like, eh, you know, he's taking 20, 20, 16, 19 shots. Like, he's averaging 21, 22 shots a game his last five games. You know, and it's pretty obvious. Like, it's not, it's not really a question right now. And he's doing this while not shooting the above the break three or off the bounce three at all. He's really struggling with it. Um... So it's incredible. He's he's making an unnatural amount of shots in the paint non-restricted area uh, for all of a sudden. I mean, in the last, I could do it right now, 9, 11, 14. In the last seven games, if you let me do math on the air live, which is never good, uh, and then give me the right to make a mistake. He's 14 of 22 in the paint non-restricted area. That's... That's not sustainable. That's a that's a crazy number. But just to talk about development, he was 24 of 76 prior. So he was 33%, and now he's 14 of his last 22. It's just because he worked at it. He works at it all the time. It's really, it's stunningly awesome to be watching and be a part of and exciting and go buy tickets and go see them play on uh on Friday and Saturday at home. 8.30 Friday against the Knicks. 7 o'clock Clippers on Saturday. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Advocates. Matt over at the Advocates has done some neat things with uh, being injury attorney. In other words, Matt's premise, kind of he doesn't say this, but the way I, when I sat down I understood is, hey, all accidents are different. Everyone's personal story is different. But the process to get to the end result, which is to get you good results, to make sure nothing bad happens, to treat you well in the process, that's the same. See, if you look at injury cases, particularly car accidents, as Utah advocates do, you end up with 1% going to trial and 3% going to arbitration. So you better have somebody who knows how to take you through the process. That's what Matt has built at the Advocates. A 106-step process, over 25 years of work. They get better and better at it all the time. And that's what he believes sets the Advocates apart. You can check it out at utahadvocates.com or go to 801-355-5550. That's 801-355-5550. An attorney will call you within 60 seconds. It'll be on your case immediately and then 
A, will give you the customized experience, but the experts in the process will carry it all the way through. That's what makes the advocates unique. 801-355-5550, utahadvocates.com. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. I actually I'm going to just add some other stuff, but I'm going to jump right to questions. It looks like there's a million questions coming in today, which means we could bump Fournier here if uh, to another day, which is fine. I mean, the trade deadline, nothing's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, Jed Dye says, good day, good day. Tyler, I felt for a while Rodney is just a spot-up shooter. Why is that so upsetting to fans? He could be a perfect guard to pair with Donovan. Uh, with the spacing he can provide, and I think Rodney is a great piece for the future as a C.J. Miles type. C.J. Miles really an off-the-bounce player. Um, I don't disagree with you, and I thought what I liked last night was that against an inferior team with no rim protection, then we saw Rodney go inside as well. There are Rodney's not a guy who's going to beat a lot of people one-on-one. It's not his strength, but his isolation numbers are actually pretty good because what he's able to do is get into the paint where he needs to and when he wants to on the right matchups. And I think if Rodney could understand it, the burden of not being the number one guy might be really good for him. Might be really, really good for him. Rodney has some numbers to him that are pretty special. So you you start digging into Rodney's catch-and-shoot three-point shooting and Rodney's off-the-bounce three-point shooting, you have an elite-level three-point shooter in a league that needs elite-level three-point shooters. Moreover, you have a guy who can take eight and nine a game. Rodney off the bounce is at 39%, and catch and shoot is at 38%. That's only because he's slumping. Those numbers are great. Now, does he get comfortable with that? And, you know, the only thing that's a little difficult on Rodney is his shot chart's a little funky. So he's going to have to, if he's going to become a pure catch and shoot guy, and I don't think just exclusively, like he's got other aspects, but what he has also is that if you overclose out on him, he can do something to you. Donovan likes the right side of the floor. Rodney's better shooting from the left side of the floor. Angle left, Rodney's at 43%, and angle straight away is at 41%. Those are big-time numbers. Donovan and Rodney on the floor together. When they're on the floor together, the offense of rating, let's go to <clears throat> let's go advanced stats to start. So the team offensive rating is only a 
the Jazz offense is actually better with Donovan on and Rodney off so far this season. But there's probably some tussling going on there. The defenses have been about the same. So the, the team's actually been a little better when they're both not on the floor together. And Donovan's not really a point guard. So you got to figure out how... And, and Rodney's not a great ball handler the way Ingles is. So again, as you try to mold this together and how does this all fit, you know that might be where the, there's some problems in that fit if you're suddenly moving Donovan to the point guard position. As a team... Now, excuse me, as an individual, Rod, Donovan shoots 43.5, two percentage points less well when he's on the floor with Rodney than when he's off, and his three-point percentage is down 3%. It's because he's usually playing the point guard there, and he has not been as good when he has to play the point guard. Now, he'll probably learn that, figure it out, get better at it. Swap it around. Rodney is the exact dead same Shooting percentage, but his three-point shooting is way down with Donovan on the court. 33% compared to 42 when Donovan's off the court. So they have not figured this out yet. Give them time. Matt Moon wants to introduce Joe Ingles. We might have to figure something out. Derek Favors seemed weird when he said, I told you I was going to be healthy even though you didn't believe. Is he checked out and irritated he felt... Um, he just left that interview oddly. Well, he left the interview oddly after the gate because uh, he needed to get back on the um, – he needed to get back in the locker room. Actually, Quinn gave me a hard time on the plane last night about keeping his guys instead of going to the meeting. So uh, the I, – I, I thought – I agree, though, Nathan, I will agree with you. I was taken aback by that. Like, I don't remember ever saying that I didn't think Derek's done this to me a few times this year, and there actually has been, I'll be totally honest, there has been something I wrote this year that pissed him off. Um, And I I was wrong. Like, I phrased it wrong. He was totally right. Um, So I don't don't really know. I do feel that a little bit. um, And would say that, that I, I... he says these things, and I, I obviously take it personally the minute he says that. You guys, said, and I always don't care about what anybody else said, but I don't know if I don't think I ever said that. I don't think he would be um, healthy. So I, I'm not certain on that. Uh, but I, I heard it. I heard the same irritation. Derek's in a fun. If, we're, if you were all in dunk Derek's shoes, we'd have a funky vibe to us too, I think. Uh, Taylor uh, Cotterell, I think. Maybe something. How does Aaron Gordon fit in our group, and is he worth going after? So Orlando's interesting. This kind of delves into the other element of conversation. So they're interesting because it's not clear how many guys they're willing to pay. Okay, so that's kind of where we we get with them just right out of the chute. The – they have – Aaron Gordon is a restricted free agent. And I can't imagine that they're not going to match him. Okay, so that's... When you get to Orlando, it it seems hard to believe that Orlando is going to allow Aaron Gordon to go. that's, That's where I would start this conversation. But what gets interesting is if Aaron Gordon gets offered a max deal, how 
what are they willing to do? They are, Fournier's on the book for 17 next year, 17 the year after, 17 the year after. Biombo's on the books for 17. For two years, he's going to take his option. Uh, they also have to pay Alfred Payton, but I don't think they will pay Alfred Payton. I think Alfred Payton is going to go the way of Trey Burke in this league. So I don't. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'd have to, you know, we don't, I get nervous sometimes talking about players on Eastern Conference teams that aren't on television that you never see. Like, I have to go out of my way to watch Orlando. Um, Gordon started the year shooting the three-point shot in a way that he had never done before and was fine until all of a sudden. So he started the year 59% in October, seemed unnatural. November, he hit 40%, seemed still unnatural. December, he played only eight games, he hit 36%, and you're like, okay, maybe that's who he is. All of a sudden in January, Aaron Gordon is not making the three anymore. And then this gets into a question of then what is he? So he's 10 of 47. He's having a really tough January right now. Is he beat up? Is he, but he's an elite athlete. He's an interesting player. Um, but he's, he's kind of – let's watch what he is. I mean, his career three-point shooting compared to what he did for a short period of time here makes you a little nervous. He was 29, 27, 29, 29. I, I do believe in the nylon calculus – 753s. Like, when a player has taken 753s, is the number by which you can, whatever he's shooting at that point, is the number where you can fairly comfortably say the next 750 will be the same number. He's at 660. So he gets another 103s this year, and we kind of then look at what his number is for that entire run of 750, and you say, okay, I think that's what he's going to be. And I, I don't know if I think that Aaron Gordon is a stretch four. I don't know what I think Aaron Gordon is. I'm beginning to wonder if Aaron Gordon's a five. Is Aaron Gordon a playmaking five? But then we don't really need him because we got a five. So it's a good question. Uh, let's sign Matt Donovan Mitchell to a 20-year contract. Agreed, can't do it. Have you heard... Or do you know what's really happened between Miritich and Bobby Portis? Do we want Miritich if he causes locker room fights? Is he innocent? I have not heard. I don't know anything about it. I really don't. Worth probably finding out some more about. Um, I do know that the room kind of Detroit's in on this. I don't think the Jazz are willing to give up a, a first-round draft pick, rightfully so. The question's going to be whether Chicago can get a first-round draft pick from Miritich. If they get a first-round draft pick from Miritich, then they probably uh, – We'll take that deal instead of anything we're offering. I'm, I'm not sure it's worth us, you know, balking at that point and going to do something. Uh, Miritich's contract. The one thing I think gets a little interesting on this uh, when I when I've looked at it recently, and I have to kind of look. I don't. There's probably some levels uh, inside this where I could be wrong, but just kind of to keep an eye on it. Um, the contract on Miritich. I believe is let me make sure I have the number right. Is that about is it twelve point five million? So from a jazz standpoint, we have three players who we could include in a deal. Alec Burks, Joe Johnson, Derek Favors all fit inside that number. Okay? Detroit does not. And in all the cases but Alec Burke's contract. So Detroit does not. Detroit has John Lohr, but he's got two years left on the deal. So 
you're offering Chicago a first-round pick, probably, and John Lord. Well, part of the reason you're getting a first-round pick is because you're getting off that contract. Avery Bradley, they're not willing to trade. The next deals are Langston Galloway at $7 million. He's got $7 million left. Ish Smith, he's got $6 million this year. Six, But that doesn't get that deal done. Smith and Boban get the deal maybe done. But then your Boban's at $9 million next year. Ish Smith and Anthony Tolliver might get that deal done. Or do they want Stanley Johnson? Right, so that gets to be another wild card in there. Do they want Stanley Johnson? So I, I'm not sure that the murmur I'm getting around the league is that Detroit's willing to give a first-round pick, and we're not. But I think Detroit's going to give a first-round draft pick with something attached to it that makes it a pretty unappealing deal. So then suddenly, if we're offering a few seconds, which is I'm just assuming if we're not willing to give a first, and we, we can't give up a first. You can't. Even with protection, protection, never mind. Protection on the draft pick means that you're not allowed to trade future picks until that pick is exercised. So that gets a little, that, that, that one is kind of above my understanding of the impact of that and would be a Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, David Morway, Bart Taylor. Andrew Mealy, Dave Fredman, Walt Perrin, all those guys trying to figure out, like, what's the real impact of that? And that's, I'm not quite sure, but that's, it's a big deal. Christine Williams, good one. How are you? Uh, Mark, hope you're doing well. I am doing well. It's my wife's birthday today. She's unbelievable. She's raising two amazing children while I go gallivant the country, staying in fancy hotels and calling slam dunks by Donovan Mitchell. And she's just a superhero. She's just the best. Um, so I'm doing great. Appreciate her. She went out for lunch with some girlfriends today, so that allowed me to do this at this point. I went to breakfast with her and the kids this morning because my schedule sucks for the kids. The kids both just left for various ski things in Wyoming, and we leave Sunday, and they come back Sunday night, and then by the time I get home next Friday, my son's going to be in Grand Targhee, though I'm thinking about going. You don't really care about this, Mark. You're getting a lot more than you wanted in this answer, and so I'm not going to see my daughter for about 11 days and my son for... Maybe 9 to 10 to 11 days, depending if I pack my bags and decide to drive at 1 o'clock in the morning when we land from Toronto to get to Targhee to go see him. So um, so she's a superhero. So I'm good. All right. Uh, with Dante's return somewhat near future? I don't know that. I think that's that might be inaccurate. I, I've been through shoulder surgery. You can do all the non-contact stuff in the world. This motion right here, when your arm gets out away from your body, that is a complicated concept to have strong enough to play NBA basketball. I don't, I still do not know that we see Dante this year. Like, let's, I know he's out on the floor, we're seeing him, right? But getting that arm out is a complicated concept. Um, I would not, and the question was worrying about Dante, how he feels about how much attention Donovan's receiving. I don't. And Donovan's really good about it. Um, And it's obvious. Like, it's not... Jonas Jerebko, Tabo Cephalosha, Joe Johnson, all playing the small power forward. All of them think they're the best of the three. Rightfully so. Right? All of them think they give the team the best of the three. I promise. I'm, I'm happy each of them do. Joe, Tabo, Jonas. Promise they do. 
could go find three people, and probably each of them could make a pretty good argument for each. That's when it gets tough. The Donovan thing, I think, is is not that tough right now. Maybe I'm wrong. I, but I, I don't think it's that tough. I think it's getting pretty abundantly clear. I really do. Um, and not not that tough. And Dante doesn't strike me in that in that manner. Um, I think Dante just wants to play. Poor kid. I think he just wants to play and hopefully be really be really good at it. Uh, this week was also exciting, if you want to know, Mark, uh, in our house, because uh, we refinanced our mortgage, and our mortgage payments are $600 less. It's pretty cool. We did it with Intercap Lending. So Intercap Lending is actually a 40-year-old mortgage company that has come to Utah, and uh, is but is good for everyone you know nationwide. They, they're in 44 states. Their goal... The simplest thing you do on the internet is order a pizza, right? You go online, you order your pizza, you hit four buttons, and it shows up at your house. You can't quite do that with mortgages because there's government regulation, regulatory things, and but they're going to make it about as close as you can. I used the Intercap lending app to take pictures of every single one of my documents to get almost everything done. And the cool thing you can do in this market where everything is going so fast, you can pre-qualify without talking to anyone. So you can go and get all the information you need, be pre-qualified, just give it to your realtor, and then you can get things done and then finish up with Intercap Lending and you'll find out what a great experience it is. To close the loan on time, communicate through the app, check where you are the whole time, the appraisal streamlined, it was fabulous. Done and I am not easy to deal with. I'm on the road, and I'm busy, and I forget timelines, and I got two full-time jobs right now, and I sucked at this, and we got it done. Thank you to the people at Intercap Lending. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com or call the guy, Steve Carter, who helped me at 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Let's continue with your questions. Is anyone else in the NBA a pack believer? Maybe not. Maybe, but I know people, maybe not. Let's go with maybe not. I don't, I think it would be too arrogant for me to say yes to that question. (laughs) And me thinking about arrogance. Is the report that there's strife in the front office and the coaching staff true? 
didn't see this report, unaware of it, uh, or it came from a reporter I don't trust, so I haven't read it. I kinda, I'm pretty busy, so I zero in on the people. Um, I am around both sides, talk to both sides a lot, have not heard anything um, from that. So I would say no. I don't think that's um, true. I haven't heard anything from the front office in that regard, and I have not heard anything from the coaching staff in that regard. So I would say um, that's a, that's I don't know where it came from. So and I am not criticizing the reporter it came from because I don't know who they are because I I mean because I don't know the, I don't know so that you know people can sometimes you can be in the weeds to a point you don't know what's going on but I I have not heard that. Is there are a good deal of people on the jazz sites that are certain that Exum is a bust. I'm not the only. I'm not one I see huge potential. What's your opinion? I don't know. I really honestly don't know. I see why he was taken fifth in the draft. So that's that there's no question to me on that. Like you see the burst, you see the explosion. Is he a two? Ball handling two? Um is he a one? You know, I've talked to some people out of Australia basketball who said he was never a one for them. So maybe he's not a one. Maybe we need to move off that idea that he's a point guard. Uh, I'm a little concerned. There aren't a lot of guys that in their first 150 games shoot 38% from the field and 31% from three and turn out to be really good players. Okay, so that's fair. His background and time on the floor is so limited in Australia and to have these two major injuries makes it tough on him. Like, that's hard. I think it's hard to tell. Like, he was 19 having not played a little. He just wasn't Trey Burke. That was his main attribute that first season. Like, Trey Burke had lost the locker room a little bit, and so they were... You know, and, and Dante was a solid worker who was putting in all the time and doing everything he needed to do. And, and so Dante got thrown out there when he wasn't ready. So I almost take his 35, 32 and throw it out. And then I don't even know how to evaluate last year when he's 43, 30% three shooter because he's coming off the ACL. And so sometimes when I try to look at Dante and figure him out to what you're talking about, I go and I look at, you know, let me look at 2016, 17 post All-Star break because all my research shows that you end up with um, post-All-Star break, post-All-Stars when you come off the knee. And then I look at him, okay, well, he's 41%, 34% from three. Well, wait, now, now that's De'Aaron Fox right now. Actually, De'Aaron Fox is not that good, and maybe he's all right. And so I just don't know. Um, I sometimes get nervous about uh, international players who have U16 and U19 runs against non-NBA players that are ever going to be NBA talent, and that makes me nervous. So I don't know. Uh, I do know why he was drafted fifth, and I see it every single time he plays. That burst, that speed, that explosion, that length, that defensive prowess, those things are really clear. What's my future business plan with Pac? Make Lockdown Jazz interesting? I got no... I have no future plans, guys. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. have no interest in changing jobs. With Kawhi Leonard out for the season, is San Antonio a potential landing spot for Joe Johnson? Is there anyone on their roster that we could get in return from? We're not going to get much in return for Joe Johnson at this point, I don't think. Um, and they have Rudy Gay, who's really very similar. Please give us your thoughts on Evan Fournier today. Okay, Shelly. Um, how about we do Evan Fournier tomorrow inside a pack? Shelly, will you be mad at me? Can I have your permission? I'm 37 minutes into the show. I need to wrap it up, get to a lot of questions, and I think we can spend more time on Evan Fournier tomorrow. Is that – can we do that? Please, Shelly? Thanks. Uh, I'm going to assume that heart that just came across was from you, Shelly. Uh, what, num- 
from Stephen Hyde. What do the numbers say about Mitchell and Hood playing together? We did that earlier in the show. Thank you for the question. Trevor Young, is there any data to show if teams play differently when the team's bench is on the same side versus opposite side as they would normally be at home? Great question. No idea. Great question. Love it. Was Mark Stein fired by ESPN because he called out LeBron's poor behavior during the finals a few years ago? Do not know that story. You guys know more about You guys have more time than I do. I have so little time during the season to get ready for a game that I just try to find. I need to get on Reddit, I think. I think Reddit's the place where I'm not. I would guess. Jed die again. Oh, we just lost the connection on Facebook Live. Let's hope it comes back. Why would it have just done that to us? Then I can't get... Oh, I bet you I can still get to the questions, though, because they're up on the other Facebook. It's trying to reconnect. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Find our show. Um, trying to see all the comments. Trying to reconnect. Let's see what we got here. Um, Shelly Wing says, sure. Chris... Wants to know, oh, hey, we're back. Cool. Um, Jedi, you talked in the past about over-dipped Oreo cookie, Cleveland letting Kyrie Irving have free reign after James left. Any concerns about this with Donovan? No, I said earlier this year, he just seemed like a more mature, different kid, was raised differently in different environments, but I still think we have to be careful. I mean, Quinn last night, Quinn undipped the Oreo cookie last night when he hit him on defense after the game. So I think there's some of that going on. Uh, Michael, Van- is Chad Ford doing anything with the NBA anymore? No, he's under non-compete right now. Um, we do miss him. I'm going to reach out to him, though, because of the fact that you just did that. So I will call him when the show is over and see how he is. Um, but we do miss him. I don't think he can do Locked on NBA this year. Uh, so I'll have to check in with him and let you know. Why do you think more guys don't play as aggressive as Donovan? No one wants to get posterized, so it would make sense that guys would get a lot more aggressive to the rim than they do to force the defense. I mean, guys can't get there. Guys can't. Guys can't split the double team like Donovan did on that play. I mean, the, the the dunk is what we're talking about. The splitting of the double team is what's incredible. The timing, the learning of that, the burst, the explosion, the body control, that that's where that play is. That's what makes that play special. Uh, I'm having trouble completely buying into Rudio. He's amazing on defense, but I feel like we're playing four players on offense. Can you help me with some data? Yeah, he was like the fifth best offense player in the league last year. A dunk is good. You don't have to be a three-point shooting. You don't have to cross over. You don't have to, a dunk is good. Now, Rubio and he have not connected, and Rubio has not done a very good job throwing the lob. But sometimes I, I'm concerned that the lob is not in his, in his repertoire of passes. So we've got to figure that out. Um, Clarkson for Burks. Who says no? I assume the Lakers, because Alec has another year on his contract. That's my first quick reaction. Um, does Clarkson have two years on his contract? Um, I have to check. Clarkson's not, Clarkson's a little overrated. I think he's a pretty heavy negative pack player. Um, he's put up really good numbers on not very good teams. He is interestingly one of the best isolation players in the NBA. And so I'd have to know whether or not that has some bearing and. On like, is there a value to that? That he's he's a really good isolation player, and I I don't know if that has um, Clarkson. 
all right, this isn't, it's not totally outlandish. We'd have to really believe we like Jordan Clarkson to do that deal. Is Jordan Clarkson the right kind of guy to have next to Donovan? That's not a crazy deal. Like, it's, that's a discussion point. Um, because Clarkson, I probably didn't say that out loud. Clarkson has two years left on his deal. So we'd have to decide that, that, you like, that we like Clarkson as much, so much, that we're willing to take his two years. Clarkson's a negative .8 pack player, though. So I'm not, my instinct is I don't know what the value of Jordan Clarkson is. Uh, Donovan, Rookie of the Year. Numbers on Hood I did earlier. Uh, what, I don't know that Donovan comes back, so I don't have any expectations. What does the lineup of Mitchell, Exum, Gobert look like? Strengths? We, I, I don't know who Donovan is. It's, I, I, mean, I mean, I don't know who Dante is. Uh, maybe you talked about, but do you think that Mitchell's talent brings some fire under others on the court when to play better or harder? Let's let him be him. I think, you know, I, I thought I thought it was interesting last night. Joe Johnson was just feeding him. Like, kid, go. Like, kid, go. Like, go. Uh, Donovan just needs to keep playing like he is. I, I think we're going to see him up on top of the rookie of the year uh, ladders here this next week. Uh, Donovan has the key to Utah's heart when he goes to local high schools and college games and acts like a regular dude. It's magical. It's he's he's great. Um, this is a deep question from Bo, and we're move, uh, seems like there's a double standard in the league. Heavy focus on defensive rebounding, not offensive. So, well, yeah, because people want to get back in transition. I did a whole podcast at Locked on NBA about this with Ben Falk. So if you can hurt you if you allow offensive rebounds more than it can help you if you get them. Same things with steal and forced turnovers versus committing turnovers. You all, it's a good point. You always hear about forcing turnovers but less about committing them. How can forcing them help you more than committing them hurt you? Great question. Too intellectual for me at this moment. Probably need Kevin Pelton for that one. Do you want Allen Iverson in today's game? He's not a good behind the three-point line. Yeah, I'll take Allen Iverson every day. Dude was nails. Uh, Eric Snow played an Aaron McKee, two hard defensive-minded guys because they had to cover up for Iverson's defense. But this is a, you know, there's different. They're not exactly the same player. Um, if we if he can win big games with a team on his back, he's Dwayne Wade. If he's just a highlight reel, he's AI. That's ton, that's unfair. AI, AI was pretty good, guys. Uh, would the Jazz ever get George Hill back? Not on this contract, they wouldn't. Um, George Hill's got a mammoth deal, people. Mammoth. Um, George Hill is signed for. Nineteen million next year and eighteen million the year after. Nope. Love the dude. Great talking with him last night. Happy for him. He's got a second kid. Um, really excited for him that he got paid. Nope. Uh, his toes says his toes better. He went to a ballet expert in the off season. By the way. Um. The reason why Rubio looked bad is because the shooters can shoot, and that's his best asset, passing the ball, not really shooting. His defense is still above average at least. Okay, thank you. 
Uh, do you get the feeling the Jazz would prefer to build internally and add good role players, or would they like to bring in key players to complement Rudy and Mitchell? I think. Um, I think they don't care. I don't think they prefer either way. I think they prefer to get the player, good players. Kyle Lowry was a free agent last offseason. How would he have been with Donovan? Probably great. Might be the perfect match to Donovan. Two of them coming at you, similar players. Probably be great. All right, let's take one last question. If we can't play Rubio favors Gobert, could we start Mitchell Hood favors and Gobert to get more shooting on the floor? Interesting. I don't know on Dante's playing style whether he compliments Rudy and Donovan. I just don't know. All right, we will talk more tomorrow. Little Evan Forney, 45 minutes in the books. Thank you very much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for the people on the live uh, show, and we'll talk to you soon. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.